Welcome back to episode eight of the College Football University podcast. We will break down everything that went down last week, including a big upset of the UNC Tar Heels and Auburn season going completely off the rails. And then, of course, we'll finish after that big one in Tuscaloosa where Alabama made a statement for maybe why they're better than Clemson. We'll give some updated Heisman picks. Then we'll look to this week as we focus on the Big Ten is back. We missed you. Yes, sir. And then we will do, as always, our superlatives and quick picks. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So uh, I think we should save Bama, Georgia for the last game that we talk about for this week. And we can start with uh, Auburn. They, they lost. UNC lost. Uh, There's was, there was some upsets this week. Some some teams looked very bad. What do you think, Parker? Um, yeah, it was... It was... Auburn got lucky against Arkansas the previous week. And then I think they're... Their luck ran out this week. It was uh, this. Um, Bo Nix did not have Seth Williams bailing him out because J.C. Horn did a great job covering him um, all game long. And without Seth Williams bailing him out, um, they they have yet to be able to get Anthony Swartz to you know break off any big plays. And without them doing much, there's just really not a lot to get excited for on that offense. Seth Williams and Bo Nix were beefing on the sidelines too they were screaming at each other that looked so bad for Auburn fans Mm -hmm. yeah I mean when you've got your star wide receiver and your starting quarterback fighting it's never a good sign Uh, that team seems to be very dysfunctional right now on both sides because I mean defensively they didn't look all that great either South Carolina um, uh, as the game went on really sort of wore them down you know the, the classic Will Muschamp offense Mm -hmm. yeah but I mean I mean that was speaking of Muschamp I mean that was you know the potentially a job-saving win for him um you know again uh he can't just rest on that for the rest of the season but that was much needed especially after the start of the year that carolina had and yeah it was just a it, it was a sign i think that this is a down year for auburn for sure i don't i just can't see this team turning around they lost so much talent from last year's team and bonix has not taken that step forward that everybody expected him to and this is now the result sitting at two and two after the first four weeks i think they'll be lucky to be five and five i would agree they've got mississippi state which they should win but that would be a perfect time for mike leach to just hang 60 at the same time like you gotta you got that game is coming like there will be there will be one game where Mike Leach does that and screws someone in the SEC. True. And they've got Ole Miss, which even Auburn can score on Ole Miss. Um, so those are two winnable games. But can they even keep can they even keep pace with Matt Corral and Lane Kiffin? I don't think so. But yeah, they they are gonna have a bad. It's gonna be a bad end of this year for them. I think Gus Malzahn might lose his job. He's gonna be. Yeah, yeah I think. He, he's been hovering around the hot seat for a couple years now. Last year, beating Bama and, you know, having Bo Nix sort of seem like the future really solidified it for a bit. But I think he's going to at least be right back on it next year, um, potentially making 2021 as a make or break year for him in my eyes, just because this right now this is unacceptable, especially with how, you know, the rest of the West outside of a, outside of Bama is having a generally down year. Um, 
and this could be a time when Auburn could rise up and instead they're falling just like uh, their brethren, Tigers, LSU. So, But Auburn is even worse than LSU. Like, LSU, their defense is just bad. Bo Nix completed a shade over 50% of his passes, and he had one touchdown and three interceptions. Yeah, I've seen a lot Horrible. of I've seen a lot of Auburn fans talking about, um, you know, the sort of Malzahn fell in love with Bo Nix too much, sort of tossed Gatewood to the side, and now you know they're sort of seeing the result of that. I I would say if this continues, Malzahn's gonna. I said it a couple weeks ago. Malzahn's gonna start looking some other ways at quarterback. Just because I, you're not gonna win ball games with how Nix is playing, especially without last year he could get bailed out because he had an elite defense and a lot of offensive talent around him. This year he doesn't have the same team. All right, so let's talk about another disappointing team, and that is the UNC Tar Heels. They, uh, we, both you and I were very bought in on UNC this year, and they just lost to probably the uh, the the most dysfunctional program in college football right now. Well, I would, I would say that FSU has maybe come the farthest through the start of the season out of any team in the country, just from where they were the first game to where they are now. Um, and they they were able to score some points on Notre Dame. Jordan Travis really seems like, at least for now, the answer at quarterback. Um, he's sparked the offense. His running ability uh, works very well within Norvell's offense. And I mean that, yeah, they jumped out to a 31-7 lead over UNC, really shocked everybody. And but I mean they looked dominant and they they looked excited and there was joy on the sidelines at Florida State for the first time in however long um it's been. I mean, certainly not under Taggart has joy ever been in Tallahassee. So that was a welcome sight to see. I think FSU is gonna turn things around this year. I I could I could maybe see them salvaging a five hundred season. Um if that they, is a lot. Five and three down the stretch. I I, I could see it. They'll, wow. lose, they'll lose to Cle- they've already played Miami. They'll lose to Clemson. They have already played Notre Dame too. I mean, it's just going to be a bunch of toss up games. And you know, the way they're playing right now, though, I I would bet on them to win the majority of the rest of their games. But yeah, for UNC, it was just a defensive collapse in the first half. Offense couldn't get anything going against a very lackluster FSU defense. That pick six was a killer by Howell at the end of the half as well. And, you know, I think they showed late that they probably should have won that game and that they were the better team with how they came back, but it was too little too late. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing for UNC. It's definitely looking like Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame did not play good this week um, against Louisville, but I think that they are more experienced playing the big games, being the favorite, knowing how to get it done when you don't have your best. It's looking like we're going to get a Notre Dame-Clemson championship match, and at least from what I can see. Yeah, I still I wouldn't count out Miami as of yet, I think. That's, Miami that's a fair and, point. Miami and Notre Dame don't play each other, unfortunately, so it's going to come down to which of those two are going to lose to North Carolina or get upset by someone else to sort of separate them from each other. Um, and it also depends if Notre Dame loses to Clemson or not. But, yeah, I... Uh, I don't know. As of right now, I'd probably lean Notre Dame as well. That defense looks really strong right now. But yeah, I think I I, I would put UNC out of the equation uh, as of right now. Just that there's there's some holes that you've seen the first couple weeks. Virginia Tech game was it, they haven't looked, you know, they haven't played sixty minutes of great football. The Virginia Tech game they let them come all the way back. Syracuse they struggled early. This game they struggled early again and they got burned for it. So. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, not a great look for the ACC this weekend, even though Clemson won 73 to three or to seven. And Trevor Lawrence looked like Jesus on the field. Yeah, that was, I mean, he, he went nuts. He was in ridiculous. He, he still threw, he managed to throw his first interception in like a year and somehow played better than he usually does. I mean, it was 17 7 early on in that game, and then you looked up and it was. I think they were scoring 56 in the first half or 49. I, I believe like it that. was 56. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, you, it, it was, you blinked and Clemson had dropped half a hundred. So their punter took snaps at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, Dabo just really, really Dabo does really, not care. Really taunting them out there. He, he, he won. I, good for him. I mean, they're that good. Like, they, they, good I for mean, him. yeah, some games they could afford to probably start their punter and still win. So, yeah. While it was a it was a bad week for the ACC, it was a good week for the Group of Five. They, yeah, they had solid showing. That uh, Memphis game, wow, UCF really they bottled that one. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan. I mean, that's such a such a waste. Of, if Dylan Gabriel throws for six hundred one yards and you still lose the game, um, I mean, granted he was playing against an almost equally hot quarterback in Brady White, so it was just a QB duel to the end, but. Yeah, that, I mean, you're up two scores with, I believe it was under six minutes left, something like that. And, you know, it's just that defense was just butter at the end of the game. I mean, they were they were letting anything go through. Memphis was going up and down whenever they wanted. There was no resistance. Uh, I mean, that's the uh, – it seems like it's going to be the problem for UCF this season. It was an issue last season as well. Um, and that's that might be the issue under Josh Heupel. Scott Frost was able to get that defense to at least a respectable enough level to where they could support the offense. The past two years, Heupel's team, Gabriel's been having to get into shootouts every game. So it's it's not working right now because you've got teams like Memphis who are used to that and can win in that, especially with a really experienced quarterback in Brady White. So I yeah, I, have, I have major doubts. I used to think UCF was the best team in the conference. Definitely not anymore. Kenzie Milton has been cleared to play, though, which is great to see. Good to uh, He's running practice squad this week. Yeah, so, I mean, great great to see that he's back. Hopefully he'll at least, before the end of the season, he'll play some, get some snaps. Um, but, yeah, I I still um, I still like Memphis to maybe sneak their way into the American Championship game. But uh, we will touch on another big American matchup happening this weekend later on. That'll, uh, that'll say a lot about that as well. Yes, definitely. Um, and another group of five team that uh, we, we love here at the CFP podcast, and that is our Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. And they are ranked. Is it the, It's got to be the first time in program history. I don't even know mm-hmm. why I was wanting, needing to yeah. check that stat. Um, they're ranked in the top 25, and they, uh, they are probably going to win the Sun Belt. Eh, I wouldn't go that far yet, but... You think App State's better? I think, yes. I think... I think App State will come around and they'll do what they usually do after. I think they I think they sort of let Louisiana and now letting Coastal kind of have their moments in the uh, in the spotlight. But when the end of the season comes around, I think App State will win it. But no, I mean, that's incredible that they're ranked number 25. I mean, there was a status out today. There was, I think, a list of about eight teams that they were ranked ahead of, including like LSU, um, LSU Washington and like six other teams that are usually ranked in our, like Texas, et cetera, um, that had... OU. <laughs> yeah, and they had, what was it? It was those all, those, all those teams combined had 18 national championships, and Coastal Carolina has 17 total Division One wins in their program history. 
and they are now ranked ahead of all of those teams this season, which just goes to show you how weird of a year this is. Um, not that anybody needs to be told that, but in the college world it is. But, yeah, so for Coastal, huge win for them. I could definitely see them running the table. I don't think they will. I think they're going to win the Sun Belt. Like, they, they have been – if like, Louisiana had the big win against Iowa State, which is, like – Great. You beat a team with an NFL quarterback that's ranked in the top 25. That's a, a, a decent Big 12 team. Like, that's a quality win. But since then, they've played horrible. Coastal has they, – they've killed teams. They killed Kansas. They killed uh, uh, Arkansas State. And they killed Campbell. Like, they're not in games. Like And I'm not saying that they're playing the toughest composition. Arkansas State did beat Kansas State, even though Arkansas State is 500 now. I'm just saying, like, it's not the way uh, – uh, Louisiana was playing like after they got a after they won the game against Iowa State. They they were needing fifty three yard field goals as time expired to beat teams below five hundred. Like I, I don't know. I think I think Coastal's better, and I think that they're gonna get it done. Four and zero. What eight more games? They got it mm, potentially. I um another another uh, group of five slash independent BYU went on the road, took on Houston, got down early. Um, got a bit of a scare to their uh, undefeated season hopes, but uh, Zach Wilson rallied him back, 400 yards, four touchdowns, another great performance. Um, but at, even after that game, I still seen a lot of mixed reviews of him. You know, um, he's appeared in a lot of the Heisman odds right now, and but people are still saying, you know, he hasn't played anybody. You know, with that schedule, they should be undefeated. He should be putting up those numbers. But <clears throat> I think he people, should be throwing for 400 yards a game. I, that's according to many out there. According to the delusional that don't want to see exactly. BYU I mean, he's succeed. still got he's got Boise State, he's got San Diego State coming up later in the season. If he's putting up the same numbers, then I don't think you can deny that because most people don't do that to those caliber of teams. Um, but he uh, he I mean, you also got to look at how far he's come after the past two years. You know, he had a he had a solid um, first season as starter, but it, a lot of people were looking at him. You know, in the future, he's going to be a star. Last season, kind of a sophomore slump. Um, he struggled at times, and then a lot of people doubted him coming into this year, and he's really put on a show. And this, this whole BYU, not even just him, I think the whole BYU team needs a little bit more respect. That defense is solid. For the first time in a while, they've actually got some great weapons on the outside as well, and I think that's why this offense is playing so much better this season. Here's my Here's my crazy thought of the day. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there. I hope Utah has a game canceled for COVID and we get, like, impromptu holy war just so BYU can win. Yeah. It, that would be awesome. It is terrible for BYU. Like, this they're year, their this, best team in this, years, and they don't get to play Utah. Yeah, this is the one year I think they would have beaten Utah. It's hard to say that because even when you think they do, they should, they don't. But uh, they're really this good. This will be the year. I think uh, the game this year would have been in Salt Lake as well, which would have been a really good one. Um, uh, I think it, it's still going to happen. I mean, pro- BYU teams look is. for games. Like the, no. when they get canceled to COVID, they look for games. And BYU, BYU will play Utah. I think they play them on a grass field in the middle of nowhere just to just to play them. They would yeah. do anything to play I mean, BYU's Utah. BYU's independent. They've got the freedom. Their schedule's kind of been shortened and screwed over so many times, and there's no guarantee they're going to play their first schedule. No guarantee Utah's going to play their full schedule. I mean, I think I think they could make it work if they really wanted it to happen. Um, it, it, could, it could be a case this year. Maybe Utah's a bit scared to play them, and maybe they don't want to. So who knows? Um, yeah, we might as well touch on, the, uh, touch on the big one from last week, Alabama-Georgia, which... 
had potential to be a great game early on. It and was. I was surprised like by how Georgia quarters. by how Georgia came out and played. I was very surprised. Stetson Bennett looked good early on, fell off at the end of the game. Um, Georgia was even a- able to run the ball semi-successfully early in the game, uh, which was impressive because in Tuscaloosa, people usually do not do that. But it was even for Georgia, which just has to be terrifying for the rest of the country. Even for Georgia, Alabama's speed and athletes were just too much. I mean, this this offense is just so free right now. I mean, they're just elite athletes running all over the field at all times and getting in open space. Uh, there's, I think we can establish safely that there's not a defense in the country that's going to be able to hold Bama below 40 if they're playing on their A game. I think... Uh, yeah, that yeah. Nobody's gonna put a hang. Uh, no, no, they cannot be contained. And uh, I think even more so than seeing that you know Bama's offense was good enough to score on anyone, they shut Georgia out in the second half. That that's a welcome sign because their defense had been playing less than less, very below. Well, not below below par i don't know not below par because that's like good but uh they have not been playing well we'll just we'll go easy on there um they have not been playing well and to shut out georgia and i know it's stetson bennett and like okay but they gave up 24 points in the first half and to make the adjustments to not give up any in the second half that if alabama develops any sort of a defense that they will not be played within two scores like again after that old miss game yeah like i just they're I, just so much better than I everyone else on their I schedule i can't see anybody outside of clemson or potentially ohio state after they start playing that is going to be within the same realm as alabama this year which i mean i that's what i expected coming into the season i expected this to be a revenge tour for bama and it's definitely turning out to be that way um i, I was surprised to see the offense still you know sort of be the same as it was with tua i really thought they'd maybe go a bit more conservative a bit more um, run oriented but you know they've got just the ultimate balance this year you know, they've got Derek Henry Jr. at running back two elite wide receivers but a couple more that are budding stars as well and then a quarterback that's just comes so far in one year and is throwing absolute dimes all over the field right now he's a beast can we just talk about Najee Harris for a second of course he is undoubtedly in my mind the best running back in the country and it's not close and he he's he's not going to win the Heisman because the quarterbacks are putting up such absurd numbers this year. But he's he has a good chance of being in New York, and he plays on the second best team in the country. I think there's an argument to be made for the first for the best team in the country. And Mel Kiper and Todd McShay this week made a uh, 2021 draft sleepers uh, list, and who was number one, Parker? Najee Harris. I mean, I think he should be the first running back taken off the board. I don't understand how this is sleeper. Best running back on the best offense. I mean, on maybe the best team in the country was the number one recruit out of high school, but he's a sleeper. I mean, ESPN just never fails to amaze me. Yeah, I mean, for people, for scouts right now, I mean, there's nothing to not like about Najee Harris. I mean, maybe. The only thing I think of is I don't know a lot about his blocking ability. Maybe that could be a concern. But, I mean, he's got he's great in the passing game, got great hands. He's got power, speed, athleticism. Um, he's it reminds great at me of Adrian holes. Peterson. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I classify him as more of a 
slightly smaller, more nimble. Derrick Henry, to be honest, I, that's my easiest comparison. Um, I think he's he's just got a little bit more bounce to him, a little bit more speed, and just a little bit less size. Uh, but I think I think he's going to be a star at the next level. Similar, I, I could see him maybe being similar to um, how Josh Jacobs came out, sort of pl- filling a similar role that Jacobs has, but honestly, probably better in the long run. He's better than Josh Jacobs. Yeah, <laughs> he's better than Josh Jacobs, and Josh yeah. and Josh Jacobs is a great NFL running back. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris is better. So I mean, with, with those thoughts about Najee Harris, we can move into our updated Heisman picks. Ugh. I feel like you might have him fairly high. Uh, but okay, are we doing top three? Because he's not in my top three. Is he not? That's he's not. Can, can we have Justin Fields this week? Uh, I mean, do we want to just say with Fields? I'll say, I'll say mine with with and without. <laughs> so him. I still think Justin Fields is going to win the Heisman with Fields. <laughs> I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence is still my number one just because he hasn't done anything wrong to deserve to be moved down. Fields would be two, and then I'd probably I'd put I, I'd have to put Mac Jones at three just because of the numbers he's putting up. Without Fields, it's Mac Jones slides up, and then Najee's right behind him um, for sure. I they're just I, I think that's that's going to be probably automatically the top four. I can't see anybody else cracking that top four the rest of the year. Mine is actually different than yours. This is good. We've had too much of the same on this this part of the show. Um, too much agreeing. Uh, yeah, agreement is not. It's not good for. It's not good for views, Parker. Of right. course, it's not. Um, it's not um, here. So, I, I have okay. I'm gonna do like five. Okay, just because I feel like it. Okay. Um. Well, I, first, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down. Actually, no, nah, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay, so at five, we're gonna go Najee Harris. Okay, he I love him. I think he's great. He is awesome. Like you said, Derrick Henry, Adrian Peterson, he's just a beast. Like he deserves all the love that he's getting. Number four, Zach Wilson. I, I, dude, you can't throw for 400 yards week in, week out. And he's not, it's not like when Jordan Lynch would get like to the Heisman finals and he was literally playing, what are they, in the MAC? Like they're playing better teams than the MAC. Yeah. Like the top of their, like, okay, they have some really bad games because they had to do anything to find games. But the top of their schedule is better than the MAC. And so I, I'm going to put him in there. I think he's awesome. I think he's going to play a really unmotivated like SEC team in the New Year's Six and he's going to kill them, I think at least. And then. Number three, are we doing right now or how I think the season's going to end? Um, I'd say I, I'm doing as of right now. As of right now, yeah. Justin Fields is number three. Uh, okay, he's number three because he hasn't taken a snap yet. But I will say I think he's going to win the Heisman. Like I still think even with only eight games, he's going to do just bananas things. And I think he's going to have the opportunity, as opposed to a Trevor Lawrence, that I think he will have the chance, you know, he's going to get to go to Happy Valley and he's going to be, get to beat a good Penn State team. Unless Notre Dame can play Clemson close, I don't think Lawrence is going to have a Heisman moment. And that is, you need one of those to win. Like, and like, I just don't think you can win without a unless you're like a really solid Alabama running back. And there's no quarterbacks to give it to that year. So I think that's going to – Lawrence being on such a good team and there just not being enough good competition in his conference is going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at number two, I'm going to go 
Wait. Yeah, Lawrence is number two. And we're going to have movement at the top. Mac Jones is number one. Uh, he's doing it week in, week out against better competition than Lawrence. And he's putting up, if not the same numbers, close to the same numbers. And I know Lawrence only played a half, but he threw like almost as what he threw like 31 passes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and 32. Mac Jones threw 34. So I, I'm looking more at that than than the time that they spent on the field. So Mac Jones is my number one. You don't get to do that on prime to, in prime time against the top defense in the country. And then somehow Trevor Lawrence throwing for 500. I, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, he's great. But Georgia, Georgia Tech. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a what Mac Jones did against Georgia, I'm taking that. There is a difference. That's there. my, that's my uh, updated Heisman rankings. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to who, which, whose team finishes number one in the country at the end of the season. Um, I'm, I'm waiting on if there's, because I mean it's, it's a fair assess, a, a fair uh, assumption that Clemson is going to go undefeated, and if they do, is there going to be any movement at the top the entire year? Yeah, is Bama going to earn the right, or Ohio State going to earn the right to jump them? Um, because if Ohio I think, State's schedule is not meaty enough to jump them, well, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So if I mean, if Lawrence is putting up the same numbers as Mac Jones and Fields, which I mean he will probably, um, I, I just I don't know if you could say that he's got the best team in the country and he's putting up the same numbers. How can you put one of the other two ahead of him? I, I'm not saying that he should definitely win in that situation. I'm just saying what I think would happen is you know best player on the best team in the country seems uh, like it should I agree, be the Heisman but I have this weird idea that Mac Jones and the Alabama Crimson Tide are going to make the trip up to Fayetteville and they're all of a sudden going to be in a dogfight and Mac Jones is going to do something crazy and that's the last week of the season and he's going to leave this awesome thought in the minds of Heisman voters and then he's going to go play Georgia again kill him again and I, I, I don't know. I just, I like those. I think those things happening, I, I don't know. I think they're going to happen. I really like Arkansas. Yeah. We're going to get to that in a second. I do feel like, I do feel like one of them probably needs to have a game, like a close game like that. Cause they're just going through so many blowouts right now. If you can have a close game and put forth a couple Heisman worthy moments, um, like Burrow did that a couple times last year against Texas, um, et cetera. So I think if they can get into a close game and they are able to win the game for their team, whoever's able to do that has that Heisman moment. Cause I mean, that's, that's the type of thing that people, when they are in that voting process and thinking, you know, all right, what has, what moment defines this guy this year? And what's, who stands out the most to me with, you know, something they've done this year? So it, it, it depends. I mean, are there, <laughs> yeah, it, that's kind of the sucky part for them about their teams being so good is they're not going to be in many close games and able to sort of prove it in the clutch. But we'll have to see. They'll, uh, Bam or Clemson will at least play one more close one. But speaking of, speaking of the teams as a whole, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and do our top five power rankings. I'll uh, I'll start. I'm honestly, I'm very, yeah, you know what? I think I'll slide Alabama to number one, honestly. I think they're. Yes. That, well, we were I just talking about a green is bad, but okay. <laughs> I think they're, I think, I think they've proven. I think on a neutral field, they're going to beat Clemson, um, at least as of now. Uh, it's just. Alabama's defense, I think, is better than what they've shown so far. I think they're going to get better as the year goes on. Mac Jones is playing at an elite level. That offense is, I mean, 
I would almost argue that offense is better than it was. This offense currently is better than what it was under Tua at any I point. Think, I think they are better than they were under Tua, and I think they, if they do it for the whole season and win the national championship, they are on level with last year's LSU offense. I, the defense mm-hmm. won't be as good, so LSU's team would be better, but I think they would be on level with the offense. Yeah, I, do, I, I could agree with that. Um, Clemson, number two, pretty easy. Uh, I'm going to start counting Ohio State because they're kicking it off this week. So I'll throw Ohio State at three. Um, I mean, that top three is very, very close. We're going to have to see how Ohio State looks. But that those three are very close to me. Um, and then at the uh, at the fourth spot, it's very jumbled past there to me. I As of now, I think I'm going to have to go Notre Dame just – purely they they haven't done they haven't looked amazing in all their games they haven't done anything necessarily wrong i think their defense is probably one of the top five or ten units in the country so i think that's that's what they're going to be leaning on most of the season i think having an experienced quarterback like ian book he's going to keep them in every game defense going to keep them in every game i think it's going to come down to if they can score enough points to really hang with the big dogs but as of now i'll 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 keep them at four uh unc falling drops them out of the top uh top five it's it's really again the, the these spots are very difficult because there's teams that haven't played a lot of games and it's a lot of a lot of unknowns. Um, for me, it's between Oklahoma State and A and M probably. Not Georgia. Oh shoot, I forgot about Georgia actually. Okay, I was never mind. About to say what the heck? I completely forgot about Georgia. Um, yeah, you've been, uh, do- never mind you've been doing a lot of forgetting today, Parker. I have been. You forgot about Georgia. You made your post about. Top performers last week and just conveniently left out matchups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could make an argument that Georgia might not be fifth. I'm going to put them at fifth still. But... Oh, that, that, I've got them higher than, I don't know, four. Really? Yeah, I think Notre Dame is trash. I don't know. I just, I, <laughs> I don't trust Stetson Bennett right now. He threw three picks in that Bama game. If he plays another elite team, I don't, I, there's no guarantees that he's not going to throw that game for them as well. So Georgia plays Notre Dame right now in a neutral field. You think Georgia doesn't win by two scores? No, I don't think they win by two scores. I think they probably win, but not by two scores. I think it's very low scoring, and I think yeah, but I think it would be I like think Stetson Bennett struggles again. I would say twenty eight seventeen Georgia wins, potentially. But yeah. Well, also, I mean, we'll see how Penn State looks this weekend. They're another team that could, you know, that's a big one. Make that jump but as well. Isn't their running back hurt? Well, yeah, Johnny Brown's not playing this he's year. Not playing they do this have year. a good running back core, but he was going to be the he's the, the star, the tailback, yeah. So, um, all right. So I got I got Alabama number one as well. I've got Clemson number two. I've got Ohio State number three. I've got Georgia number four because I don't really care if you lose to Alabama. Like you're still really good. Um, and all of a sudden, the Arkansas win looks like a quality win. Like mm-hmm. it's the entire uh, way that that game has been looked at. The the complete 180. It's gone. From week one to week what five? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, very maybe, big change. Maybe uh, Dewan Mathis isn't even that bad. Maybe it was just Arkansas being that be. good. Like Arkansas's defense just—they shut down Matt Corral, who'd been throwing all over everyone else. So, like, I who knows? Um, so and then I'm gonna—I'm—I'm I'm not even gonna lie. This is incredibly biased, but I'm gonna throw an Oklahoma State at five. Okay, and uh, feels like 2011, maybe. And I know they've only played three games. And right now their best win is Tulsa. And it was by like seven points. But Spencer Sanders, Spencer Sanders is back this week. Iowa State comes to town. That's a chance to get a top 25 win. 
quality win, and they get the tiebreaker in case of the Big Twelve championship, and then that from there, like they, I think they get K State at home. They're, the the big thing for them is five of the last six games are on the road. And if if they can't if they which can't brutal. do that, then which at this point this year, if you're gonna have five or six games to end the season on the road, you want it to be this year. But it's still tough. Either way, you, like you can't look at it any other way. Like it, regardless of how many fans. I just I still but don't. I still think I don't I Louisville's defense had more holes than a, a golf course this season. I, I mean, Derek King was throwing to people that it looked like God parted the Red Sea and told the Israelites to walk through it, and there was a Miami receiver that followed him. Like, it, it was, they were so open. And Notre Dame, which should have a great offense. I mean, Ian Buck, they've got solid tailbacks. Like, what? Why? Why? Why are you only scoring? What? How many? Twelve. Twelve. I wanted to say nineteen. I was like, did they score another touchdown in the game? No. Twelve points. That's unacceptable to me. I, I think that horrible weekend for the ACC. No, UNC drops out of the top five, and I think Notre Dame does not deserve. If you play such a subpar team, especially one that their they their defense might be one of the worst units in the conference. Mm-hmm. Like offense, defense included. Like they're just a horrible unit. I, I I can't I can't have Notre Dame in my top five at that point. Fair enough. I can't. I, I would consider that more as a fluky game for me, at least. As I, I mean, album. it's fair if it was fluky, but like, show me it was fluky. Go beat somebody by forty five. Like, oh. I I think that Notre Dame playing at their best is probably better than Oklahoma State playing at their best. If I'm looking at it objectively, but. We haven't seen Oklahoma State's best because Spencer Sanders played one drive. And I don't care if you said that the offense won't be that good because they had one drive and they went 70 yards and settled for a field goal. Um, uh, you, Ian Buck, 12 points. Come on, give me a break. I need something I just, more. Yeah, I don't know. My thing, it might be a fluke, though. That's, it's very possible. My just This will be my last sort of thoughts. But my thing with Oklahoma State is just I, I, I saw that offense last year. It was very reliant upon Chula. Freshman Spencer Sanders. Colin is, Wallace was hurt. I don't think Spencer Sanders just. I just don't think he's that good. I'm, I, I don't think. He, I think he's good. I don't think he's good enough to like lead this team to the playoffs or anything crazy like that. I don't. I don't think the offense is going to be what it usually is. Um, I think the defense will crack at some point in some game that'll cost them. There's just. There's no way they hold out in the big. There. I don't There's think no potent Big 12, Big 12 offenses this year, though. It doesn't matter. There, there, there hasn't been a defense in forever that has held out a full season of being um, like but, a, a top-tier unit. And you say that, but also all the Big 12 offenses are only going to get better as the year goes on. Texas is still going to put up points. Oklahoma's still going to put up points. Iowa no, State's going to put up points. I think if they lose, they're going to lose to OU. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's still plenty of offenses that can put up enough points to beat Oklahoma State. Playing the five out of the last six in the road is not a great uh great ratio either so i just i i can't see i would love to see them make the playoff but i just i, I don't think it'll happen i don't i i know i'm i'm incredibly biased these these uh these these dudes love to break my 12 year old heart um but like they i just i don't know i it like last year wallace was hurt for the last half of the season they like the the defense was all right this year it's a lot better and yeah they won't play 12 games where they're pitching shutouts and giving up seven points like they have the first three games like 
that's not going to happen. Like, Sam Ellinger is going to carve him up for at least 35, and they're going to have to outscore him. Mm-hmm. But I think they will. I, I think they will. I, I, I just, I don't know. All right, we need to move on. Spent too much time on that, trying to convince me to be objective. Um, so Pretty let's easy. talk about this week. The Big Ten is back. Woo! Yeah, no, Big the Ten's Ohio back. State trip. Mountain West is also back. I don't think a lot of people are thinking about that. Not really any big Mountain West games, but, you know, it's nice to see Boise State back in the field uh, again. They uh, that'll be a that'll be a welcome sight. Smurf turf will be back out. So, um, but yes, the Big Ten is the the main topic of the weekend. Ohio State will open up against Nebraska on the uh, the big noon kickoff. That'll be does is this a do or die year for Scott Frost? No, mm-hmm. I think this year has been so weird. I don't think anybody's gonna judge. I think Gus Malzahn needs to lose well, his yes, job. Well, yes, outside of the SEC <laughs> coaches, because SEC fans just do not care what's happening. If you're losing, they hate you. They just – but Auburn sucks. Yes, but <laughs> I think for Scott Frost, I think he's generally fine as long as he wins. As long as he hovers around 500, I think he'll be fine. I think what, they, what people want to see – They want to see Adrian Martinez uh, work out of that sophomore slump he had. They want to see the offense begin to sort of take take form. And they want to see that defense, you know, not, you know, look look more like a Big Ten defense. They've been getting run over for years now. And it's 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 tough to watch. Unfortunately, that'll probably happen again this Saturday because they're opening up in Columbus. I think Ohio State's been waiting for so long to play. Justin Fields has been waiting. You know, he's been one of the big proponents of, you know, getting the Big Ten back to playing football. I think this this is Ohio State's going to come out so motivated to play this game. They're going to maybe have a couple bumps early on, but I think they're going to drop at least forty to fifty, um, and probably cruise to a win and really show that you know, Clemson, Bama have dominated headlines for the first couple of weeks, but I think Ohio State's going to throw their their uh, their hat into the ring this weekend. Oh, Ohio State is very good at football, and they are going to. I think they'll beat Nebraska by is thirty too little. No, I would agree with that. That's, I feel like they might win by more, though. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, th- this will be bloodbath. This is going to be the Ohio State show all season. Everyone is going to be fighting for the right to go to Columbus and lose to them. Or Columbus. Go to Indianapolis and lose to them in the West. Uh, the, their toughest game all year will probably be Penn State. Michigan, uh, well... You know, honestly, I'm not going to write off Michigan completely yet until I see the new quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll touch on them in a minute. But I think that you can't yeah. write them off completely. I mean, but, yeah. yeah, this is the beginning, in my mind, of the Ohio State, like, just domination that we seem to witness every year. But I think it'll be even more this year because they don't play any good crossover games. True. Yeah, Ohio State got very lucky with that schedule. Um, yeah, the... The team up north will be uh, traveling to Minneapolis uh, to take on Minnesota, ABC, Saturday night. And I, a lot of people are loving Minnesota in this game. I'm not going to lie. I've got a feeling about Michigan this year. I've just I've got this feeling where I think they're going to they're gonna finish second behind Ohio State. Ooh, I think they're going to surprise a lot State? of people. I think the offense is going to – I think the new quarterback is going to come in, um, Joe Milton. I think he's going to play very well. Um, I think the offense is going to look rejuvenated in the second year. Um, on their offensive coordinator, um, uh, what well, it was, Joe Gatus, Gatus, what's his I, first name again? I forget. I, I can't I'll remember. Figure out in a second. But regardless, oh, I think I, no, no. Regardless, I think the offense is going to come out. Josh, Josh Gatus, yeah, Gattis. 
But I think the offense is going to come out firing on all cylinders. Defense is still going to be, you know, where they've been the past couple years, getting torched by Ohio State, but holding everybody else at bay. And I think they're going to beat Minnesota this weekend. I love the Gophers. I like Tanner Morgan. I just um, like P.J. Fleck. But I don't think they. I don't think Minnesota has enough outside of that. You lost Antoine Winfield, um, Tyler Johnson, some top talent from last year. Did they get any opt back ins, or no? Bateman, Bateman opted back in. Okay, okay. Um, But yeah, I I I like Michigan to go into Minneapolis. Michigan also just owns that rivalry as well. I think that plays a factor. It's a rivalry. Yeah, they play for the. Oh, they joke. play for a lot of things in a lot of games, Parker. That doesn't mean it's a rivalry. <laughs> what? The Big Ten has a lot of trophy games. Yeah, too many. It, it it diminishes the value of other trophy games. Although there's one that's like an axe, right? That's uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Yes. Yes, that's awesome. I like. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just because all just, the, so these schools are all so old and they've got so many traditions and stuff. I think. Um, uh, I think they just they. They like to stick to their traditions in the Big Ten. But I think Michigan takes on the Brown Jug again this weekend. Um, I honestly, uh, I have no idea what's going to happen. So whatever I'm doing, whatever I say, is I'm going to mentally flip a coin by the time I finish talking. Mm-hmm. And that's who I'm going to pick. That's a way to do it. Um, it's one way to do it. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, Minnesota, I feel like they're just primed for a setback after having such a good year last year. It just... Too many times that happens where you have like, oh, we're back, and then it's like, yeah, we're we're not so back yet. Mm-hmm. And Michigan, you, I mean, they could they could be transformed if Milton's good. Like, if mm-hmm. they have been a quarterback away for a very long time, I mean. And I think in the second year under Gaddis, I think will will look a lot better. He did than the open first up year. the offense the second half of the year with he Patterson. They, he finally they, did. They improved a lot as the year went on, and I think it's only going to get better with him having another full year with the team, even though it was a COVID year. But I think, I think Michigan comes out, surprises some people, silences some of their doubters. They still don't beat Ohio State because that's just how it's going to be for eons. Um, <laughs> eons. But if you're a Michigan fan, at least from my perspective. I think you'll be satisfied this season with what happens. I think you're lo- you're looking at probably eight and two, potentially even nine and one if they really. They're just not playing ten games. They're playing eight. Heard the same thing. Seven and one, <laughs> six and two. Um, yeah, I think, and that'll be. I think that's something you can take into next year and be like, yeah, I'm happy with this. Uh yeah. I mean, if Michigan just wanted to win six games, they could have kept Brady Hoke. Um, True. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a. If Harbaugh can get something out of if, and, and Gattis, they can both get something out of uh, Milton. The, the entire perception of what Harbaugh is changes because Milton's young, right? Sophomore, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. So Probably, he's a red shirt. I'm pretty sure, but yes. Um. Anyways, I'm, for the sake of we agreed that disagreement is better. I'm gonna go with uh, Minnesota and uh, uh, PJ Fleck, Tanner Morgan. Yeah, that I'm just gonna pick them because you picked Michigan. Fair enough. Um, I do think it's gonna be a close game. I just don't really know which way it's gonna go. Both teams are usually solid, but yeah. So, moving on. Oh wait, before we finish talking about the Big Ten, um, I think we should give our end of uh, like because we didn't do a prediction when we did predictions because the Big Ten wasn't playing when we did predictions. That's true. So I think we should do who we think is going to win the West and then lose to Ohio State. All right, well, that's fairly easy for me. I've got Ohio State taking on uh, Wisconsin. All right. 
Dang it, I agree. Gosh. I, I mean, it is kind of a toss-up for me between Wisconsin and Minnesota, but I think, um, I don't know. I think Wisconsin's going to have a nice bounce back year. I think they're going to control the West again. I think Minnesota, as you said, is going to take a slight step back. Um, I would say sort of if we want to look at surprises, I think Michigan's offense is going to surprise some people. I think Purdue's offense is going to surprise a lot of people as well. Um, and I think they're going to be they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in a couple. We of games. do get Rondell Moore now. That's ooh, yeah. I mean, you got cool. Rondell Moore, David Bell, and then pretty. The thing about Purdue is they've just they just throw in a quarterback, and honestly, he has success. Like Jeff Brom just does a great job there. So, um, I, I I would say that would be my prediction. As now, Ohio State obviously comes out on top very easily. I don't think Ohio State plays a game. Any chance Iowa has a, a decent year? You think? No, or no. I mean, they're going to have what they typically have, but I don't think I mean, they, they do anything. Ten more. and three last year. Yeah, it's true. With a with a bowl win, but yes, yeah. I think um I think they'll they'll play to their usual standard. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't I just don't think Ohio State plays a game yeah. that's closer than one score. I agree about uh Wisconsin. Uh I kinda wanna see the kid though, the um Graham Mertz. Yeah. It depends. I mean Jack Cohen's still got the starting he job. He just but stinks. Yeah, I I'm mean, sorry, when just... I watch him, they can't throw the ball. So I have a hard time belie- believing that the five star can't throw the ball. Yeah, it's just yeah. Jack Cohen is just very typical of what they've had for the past five. He's a plus right-handed years. Alex Hornibrook. Yeah, so <laughs> it's we'll see. Mertz might get his might get a shot later down the road. Um, but yeah, and then but so yeah, there's our Big Ten predictions. Very yeah. very difficult to decide who was going to win the conference. Yeah, the Big Ten's. I think it'll I think it'll go pretty chalk this year. Outside of um, I think a couple of the yeah uh smaller teams i think like purdue will rise up i think northwestern is not going to be as bad i was about to make a joke about you think northwest was going to get better no i think i think that I, I, well there's not much really to uh you're right they can't get the worse so, so i think pat Fitzgerald yeah. will turn them around though yeah they can't get worse um, but yeah anyways the uh there's two more ranked matchups this weekend both very important in their own right you're gonna have iowa state traveling to stillwater Last time Brock Purdy was there, he had his uh, he had his breakout game. Let's not talk about it. He upset them and really popped off and sort of solidified himself as a future star. I remember where I was. It was that was you know how frustrating that was to have a freshman quarterback. You have never heard of this kid before, and you're like that kid's gonna play in the NFL. And we just had to be the first team to play him, Mm -hmm. and he got smacked. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, no, he was electric last time there in Stillwater, and I'm terrified of him. Um, they won last year, but um, I I don't know. I I think Oklahoma State probably gonna get it done. Uh, they again, there's a lot of bias coming from this end. If I say Oklahoma State or Missouri's gonna win a game, it's probably wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, I. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just don't think Iowa State, like, they don't got enough. I feel like Brock Purdy's been good. There's a lot of drops usually from the receiving core. So, mm-hmm. And I think OSU is far and away the best defense. That's not even a biased take. Like, best defense Iowa State will probably play this year. So, yeah. I, I, just, I don't think drops and playing your, the best defense you'll play equate well. Yeah. It's, and healthy quarterback. It's very close because Iowa State's one of those teams where they've, you know, they've proven under Matt Campbell that they're not really scared of going anywhere and they playing anybody They won't get blown close. out by anybody. They really usually do not get blown out. Um, so I think it'll be a close game regardless. I'm tempted to pick Iowa State, but I think the safe pick is definitely Oklahoma State. I think they'll get it done. They've also had, you know, a bye week in between this. Um, two with the bye Baylor. weeks. Two bye weeks, yes. So, I mean, they've had plenty of time to get healthy you know they should come out fully motivated fully ready for this one so um 
Yeah, I think they get this win and move into the latter half of their schedule with a lot of confidence. Um, and then the American, this is a big one. We've also got, I mean, potentially the two, as of now, to everybody else, the two best teams in the American. Cincinnati, to me, is the third or fourth best team, but that's outside of. Uh, see, Cincinnati and Oklahoma State are very similar to me, actually, believe it or not. If you, the, the reason behind that, you got a great defense. You got an offense that should be better, but was lackluster last season. A young, a semi-young quarterback that has had plenty of ups and downs, but still the offense is underperforming. I think that's the case with both those teams. I think that's why both of them are going to hover in the top fifteen, but never really make it to that elite level this year. I with think. That being said, I think SMU is about to take Cincinnati to town in Dallas. Wow. Um. Here, <laughs> SMU just the last two years they have the the program has resurrected completely. Shane Bouchel in his ninety seventh year in college football mm-hmm. has transformed the the Mustangs. But here's the thing, they they always let everyone play them close, and so that rub like if you're gonna let Cincinnati score. Because they all, they will. They, it's SMU. You know they will. Like that's what they do. They win thirty six thirty four, and you're like, ah, oh, well, there they go again. They did it again. If they're gonna play Cincinnati close and let them score, then I think that plays into Cincinnati's favor. But they all they still have that magic. They get it done. I, I it's tough. I think SMU's better, but I think I think Michelle goes off. I think them playing in Dallas helps. I think they win by at least 14. I just don't think since 14. I don't think since wow. has the offense to keep up at all. Maybe it's close early. I think SMU pulls away late. I think Desmond Renner probably costs Cincinnati this game with a couple of interceptions. I just, I just don't have much. Fa- I, I, I love Cincinnati as a team. I, for whatever reason, I used to be a Cincinnati fan um, back when they had Tony Pike and Butch Jones. But I just, I'm very skeptical of them the same way I am with Oklahoma State, which is why I don't think they're gonna they're gonna pull it out this weekend. Memphis, they SMU in the last two games has beaten Memphis and Tulane by three points each. They're gonna be in a game with Cincinnati, I think. I, I don't think there's blowouts here. I mean, Cincinnati just hasn't played. I mean, the Army game was a, a solid win, but they they have not had much experience in you know notable games so far this year. So I think that'll also play play a role in prime time on the road. But who knows? They uh, if they if they do come out on top, then they're certainly in the driver's seat in the American. So that would be a. Uh, I, I I'll uh, still pick SMU, but I just I don't think they're winning by fourteen points. Okay. Some sort of three or four point win. We'll uh we'll go ahead and run through some of our quick picks for the week. Uh, Illinois will be playing in Madison on Friday night to open up the Big Ten season. You uh got an upset pick there. You think Wisconsin rolls? Oh. Wisconsin is not losing to Illinois two years in a row. Yeah, I think <laughs> they, they, they were that that game ruined their season. I mean, they, yeah, all, all these Big Ten teams have plenty of motivation to play this weekend already, just with the big delay. But you know, you add on a revenge factor for Wisconsin. Um, I think I'm eager to see how the Wisconsin run game looks this weekend without Jonathan Taylor. If they're you know the committee approach is going to work, or if someone's going to emerge in that backfield, uh, and especially the quarterback situation. If Cohen, you know, if he plays the entire game, is Mertz going to get a shot? Regardless of what happens, I think they're beating Illinois for sure. So we shall see. Uh, is Clemson putting up seventy again on Syracuse this weekend? They might score ninety. 
<laughs> they're Syracuse is worse than George Tech. Over under on how many snaps the punter gets is probably a better bet. Than One and a half. Wh- wait, yeah. let's make this a pick. One and a half snaps for the punter. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if Dabo does that two weeks in a row. He might do. He might do something else creative though. Maybe he'll pull something else out. Maybe the kicker gets some. Maybe it's just reps. not worth getting your third string. Ah, uh, your punter is more important than your third string quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, so Clemson easy. Ohio State we already said easy over Nebraska. Probably in a similar way. Uh, interesting one in Chapel Hill. North Carolina is coming off that loss. They're going to be hosting their rivals NC State in what is also a ranked matchup. Uh, NC State is really surprised by actually being solid. That offense behind Devin Leary has looked really good thus far. Uh, but can they go into Chapel Hill, potentially win a shootout against UNC? I don't think so. I think UNC bounces back. Yeah, Mac Brown will get the troops right. They'll bounce back. They're not playing bad. They've been doing the thing where they, they fool, they've been clumsing, fooling around, leaving people in games. Yeah. They're lost. Now they're going to get the reality check, and Mac Brown's going to be like, listen, guys, everyone, you were drinking the Kool-Aid. Let's stop, okay? Let's go kick the crap out of our rivals and remind everyone we're pretty freaking good and we'll probably go 8-2 and two this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would... Uh... I would agree. I think this is that Mac Brown's the type of coach that's going to get them back on the right track pretty quickly. Uh, Sunflower, the Sunflower State showdown. Kansas State's going to roll Kansas. I would, uh, I would presume. Yeah, uh, dude. KU's uh, awful. Our Chanticleers are going to stand defeated at home against Georgia Southern. I hope. The Chanticleers. Um, yes. Auburn Ole Miss is a very interesting game. Loser of that game is in a rough spot, a really rough spot. Um, they wait, wait, wait. ready, ideas. ready, ready. This is your headline for the game. Does is Gus Malzahn Gus Mal gone, or does the lane train crash? <sighs> you're you're a true journalist. I'm so funny. A true journalism major. Um, no, I like I honestly like Ole Miss though. I think they pull it out. Uh, oh, I it's think, in Oxford. Like, yeah. Wait, Auburn's favored. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't know. a load of crap. People really still buy into Auburn. No matter Why? what. What um, is there to buy? I don't know. I, it's I like just, barren yeah, I don't wasteland. Ole Miss is going to get their points. Auburn's defense is not sturdy enough to really slow them down all that much, and I don't think Bo Nix is going to be able to keep up. Um, so we'll see. Maybe, I mean, maybe this is the game Nix needs to really come out and put up some points and get some confidence, but I just I don't see that happening. Uh, Oklahoma is going to be playing in Fort Worth. This is dude. That's a big. They one. need to win. <laughs> I think I think I think TCU is on a downward trend right now. Honestly. I like OU. I think stay, stay, uh, stay, stay hot at least, um, hot-ish after that Texas game. So I like them to walk in there and come out. That one's a toss-up for me. I think TCU <laughs> did lose after. Well, wait. They yeah, lost they to, lost after lost beating K- Texas. They They're one KSU. and two right now. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I like Duggan. It. Well, oh, use this. Oh, use the right pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, use the right pick. Yes. Um, and then Louisville, Florida State. You thinking Florida State goes on the road and get picks up another win? Take the Seminoles. Um, yeah. I, I Louisville's a lot better than their record is, but they just they're finding they ways to lose games anybody. in so many different ways. Like they'll either get in a shootout and lose, or they're gonna lose a game twelve to seven. And if you're doing that, you're just destined not to win. So. And Florida State is like they've got the they've got the good juju like they've been playing well top five upset they found their quarterback of the future the fan base is energized Norvell's back on the sidelines coaching everything's going their way yeah and Louisville is like 
they they couldn't they couldn't get themselves out of wet paper bag right now. Like mm-hmm. they they stick. First uh, first game of the Mel Tucker era. Michigan State is going to be hosting Rutgers. Uh, MSU is going to win, but it's. It's Rocky be very, Lombardi, best name in football. Yes, but maybe not the worst, best quarterback for worst that team. Player in football, best name in football. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, the the QB situation at MSU is still a question mark right now. I I think a lot of guys are going to play against Rutgers this weekend. I think they'll win, but in typical Michigan State fashion, they're not going to put up a lot of points doing so. Uh, Bama should roll Tennessee and Knoxville. I can't see that happening any other way. Any unless, chance FAU upsets Marshall? No, okay. I think I've really liked Marshall. I think Marshall's probably one. They're of the, really good. Yeah, Marshall's one of the four or five best group of five teams to me. Yeah, I mean um, they they beat App State. I think I think Notre Dame gets into a similar game that they had last week actually at Pitt. Pitt's Dude, are just this a real is upset watch. Pitt's a real mind. scrappy team. I think they're gonna they're gonna hold Notre Dame to probably at least under thirty, maybe even under twenty, um, and keep that one tight. Especially up there, cold Pittsburgh defensive battle. You don't know what's going to happen there. Dude, Pickett's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, we already both agreed on OSU for the most part. Penn State at Indiana. I mean, that's another. Indiana's going to be a good team this year. Indiana's going to be a respectable team this year. I could see them hanging with Penn State, especially, you know, you remember how the first week of the season went for all the other conferences. There was plenty of just weird games. And I think you could see something similar this weekend with maybe Penn State struggling in Indiana. Um I'm gonna be honest. I know nothing about the Hoosiers, so yeah, it's uh, I, I can't comment. Michael, I, don't wanna, I mean, Michael I don't Penix is a great, stupid. is a really solid quarterback. Um, defense has improved every year, um, or for the past couple of years. So I, I think Indiana is probably going to be outside of that Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Minnesota that realm. I think Indiana might be the next best team, um, but I think Penn State still wins this weekend. So. Um, Virginia Tech on the road against Wake Forest. Wake Forest is still a solid team. I think I, I, I was impressed with Virginia Tech last week to really handle Boston College the way that they did. So I'll take the Hokies again and have some faith in them. But I could also easily see them losing that. And, and then Baylor will take on Texas and Austin. Longhorns. You thinking Longhorns? Yeah, I don't. All I day. Don't, Baylor's offense is really, really struggling without the defense they had last year. I think it's just. Things are just different for them this year. Tom Herman can't lose this game. Yeah, he can't. He, he, he can't. can't. He's in if the... he loses this game, then he will not have a job next year. Like, yeah, I think so as well. <laughs> no, must win. Mm-hmm. Also, they're not ranked playing an unranked team. They're unranked playing an unranked team. Yeah, so a, they'll win. <laughs> they might as well just stay unranked for their own sake. <laughs> if, so if the AP poll wasn't allowed to rank Texas, they'd be the best program in college football. Probably. It would be so good. Um, Iowa for two. I'm taking Purdue in West Lafayette Ooh. over Iowa. I, I kind of like that upset pick, but uh, uh, I, I have a buddy, big Iowa fan, so mm. just for him, Hawkeyes. Uh, Fair enough. I, 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 I mean, there's no real basis of fact in that game. Well, I'm going to watch the Big Ten, and then I'm going to learn about it. But True. for now, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Boston College. I like Boston College at home. I like They're Georgia Tech. Team. You do? I think they're going to bounce back. I, I think that... It's tough to bounce back from 73 points. <laughs> and, but I think it's, that's the thing. It's like, it's so embarrassing that they're going to be motivated. Mm-hmm. Like, and and Boston College has been a cool, feel-good story that they're, like, not horrible this year. But I think Georgia Tech is actually a solid football team. Um. Yeah, I would agree. They're, they're a lot better than I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. 
Mm-hmm. And then we got uh, Kentucky taking on Missouri and Columbia. You are a lot of people are high in Missouri oh, as of now. The Connor Bay's lack show. Now I I would say people are higher in Kentucky right now. We just we we go to school here, Parker. Yes, but <laughs> so everything is we're good now. Woo! Yes, I like Kentucky this weekend still. I think Kentucky is. Uh, I think that defense is great, and I think the against anything against anything below a good defense the kentucky offense is going to be able to run the ball really effectively so i'll take kentucky in a probably a low scoring game Although, I, I like mizzou in terms of run stopping their safeties do a good job and nick bolton's gonna fly all over the field so mm-hmm. even if their defensive line is average like i don't know i think they're gonna do a decent job i i'm going with the tigers but like i don't know i just I think Mizzou's more explosive offense, and they're going to get it done. So, mm-hmm. yeah. West Virginia will be taking on Texas Tech and Lubbock. I like West Virginia to take that one. Uh, That's the toilet bowl. Yeah, it really They is. stink, both of them. Um, South but, Car- South can we just Car- take a moment? Last week's college football slate was so bad, West Virginia played Kansas for a big noon kickoff. Yeah, that was really... That was stupid. That was... Gus Johnson calling a Kansas game was disgusting. Yeah, you, we don't waste... Kansas on the soothing sounds of the voice of Gus Johnson. He doesn't deserve that. Um, South Carolina LSU, that'll be a really interesting game. Um, that's that's a toss-up to me as of right now, to be honest. Um, I, I, I'll slide with LSU just in Death Valley at night, but I think South Carolina's got... They've gotten better since the start of the season, and I think they're a scrappy enough team right now. The offense has been sort of up and down, but when they're up, they're, they're competing with any anyone yeah south carolina's had a good showing so far starting two and two but i think lsu needs it it's it's beyond the like lsu should they need it and so at that point i i'm gonna roll with lsu so mm-hmm. yeah and then uh you know we got that michigan minnesota game we already talked about we're split on that one as of now i like i still am rolling with michigan uh, Maryland Northwestern, another toilet bowl game, but I think Northwestern gets it done at home. If Maryland was playing Texas, though, Maryland versus Texas, Week One, that's probably one of the. Can best, we make best that a game? I want to make it a rivalry team. game and just Honestly, make it happen every year. And they play until Texas wins, <laughs> and then Texas tor- doesn't have to schedule them anymore. Just torture for Texas. Fans. It's like a video game. You can't move on to the next level until you beat the first one. Mm-hmm. Until Texas can beat Maryland, they can't play anyone else. They don't deserve to play the Big 12. Um, Miami will host Virginia. I, uh, Miami should cruise that one, much like last week they did against Pitt. Uh, Cincinnati SMU, we already went through. Uh, quick extra one boise state will be hosting utah state two of the two of the better teams in the mountain west i think boise state gets it done i'm uh i'm really hoping i think this i mean this is the year um i'm hoping boise state really runs the table gets back uh to being undefeated it's been a it's been a minute since they've had that happen so i'll uh yeah i think, I, I think utah state was very mediocre last year very subpar in offense with a first round quarterback so mm-hmm. i i think you lose the first round quarterback with the subpar offense and like they're not a bad team but boise um, and then our lock of the week. Oh, I'm uh, I'm very easily. I'm looking at this Miami game. Miami minus twelve and a half. I think they're going over on that against Virginia. Um, the uh, the Cavaliers have let up their fair share of points so far, um, out to a one and three record. And I think Miami 
bounced back effectively from that Clemson game. I think they're they weren't just a hyped up team that got mauled by Clemson and then fell off. I think they're going to be in it for the long run, and I think they're gonna keep on that track this week. Ole Miss plus three. Yeah. Easy for me. That's yeah, easy money. Enough. I would agree. Uh, player to watch. We got the Big Ten coming in. Uh, so, you probably generally have a Big Ten theme with this one uh, without uh, with so many uh, new faces coming in. I uh, I would have to point. I'm eager to see Sean Clifford, see how much, how he's developed uh, over the offseason. You know, I think I he's going to be, for Penn State to be, get to that next level, he's going to need to be elite. He's going to need to be the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, um, I, I'll, I'll look at him on the road against a solid Indiana defense. Is my... uh, I'm not going to go with, I, this is, again, I see like every time I have to say something, I have to be like, this isn't that biased. I think Spencer Sanders needs to play good. <laughs> Like, if if he doesn't play good, Oklahoma State's garbage. Yeah, I think they're gonna lose if he doesn't play well. He has to be good. Like, plain and simple, they know they have a decent backup quarterback, but they're not beating Iowa State with the backup quarterback. Um, so Spencer Sanders has to play well, prove that Oklahoma State they're ranked sixth in the country right now. That is, they haven't been ranked that high since Clint Shelf. Oh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Yeah. They were they got there one year and then they lost to. TCU when they had uh, Kenny Hill. Kenny Hill, yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we're they're ranked ridiculously high for how many games they've played, honestly. Um, but they win, and Sanders plays well. He proves it. He's got to prove it. But you're right; it is a prove it week for a lot of mm-hmm. for, yeah. for a lot of Big Ten teams. Just, Another one to watch would probably be uh, Milton with Michigan. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I mean, he's the he's going to be the key to their seasons. So this will be a big time game for him in prime time a lot of eyes on them um i mean yeah as for oakland State, it's just a lot, a lot of teams ahead of them have fallen that's why they've well, sort of risen honestly, up while yeah. they haven't been playing so it's it's a bit obviously a bit strange how things are working out this year uh then the upset pick of the week i mean i i was only favored by three over Purdue, so i don't think i can necessarily count that um that notre dame pittsburgh game is very enticing um, I like that if one. I, if I had to bet on one, I'd probably bet on Iowa State over Oklahoma State, to be honest. You're breaking my heart. Yeah. Oklahoma State's only favored by three and a half, too. I know. I know. I know. It's because literally they are a team of unknown. Mm-hmm. They're a team of, they should be really good. They've had a guy that sh- probably could have won the Bolitnikoff over Jerry Judy, a guy who probably could have won the Doak Walker, or did win the Doak Walker. Wait, did he win the Doak Walker? No, he didn't. Did no, he? Taylor did. That's stupid. I forgot that happened. I'm gonna get angry again, Parker. Ugh. Going to rant. Ugh. Chuba Hubbard ran for two thousand yards. Don't actually go on a rant. Two thousand. Never mind. Anyways, uh, we're doing upset picks. Yeah, I feel like Indeed. I should not pick Missouri because I said they were already gonna win. So, um, you know, ugh. it's. Missouri would <laughs> take Pitt. I I like Pitt, but <sighs> we'll go with Pitt. I really like Pitt. I really like Pitt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't think they're gonna win, but I really like Pitt. <laughs> I, they're gonna play that game really close. I think it's gonna be less than a touchdown for sure in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you yeah. know, at that point, anything can happen. So, well, that, uh, go Panthers. That about wraps everything up for this week. We got a uh, Big Ten football returning this weekend. Mountain West coming back. Um, you know the slate slate is expanding week by week now. Pac-12 will be joining us as well soon, 
So uh, plenty to look forward to this weekend. We'll learn a lot about the Big Ten teams, um, as well as a lot about the teams that have struggled and a lot about the teams that have had half their seasons postponed. So that'll uh, all about do it for us here, though. So we will uh, see you guys next week. And catch you guys next time.